0: Yo, Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey it's your girl, Autumn Miles, back at you another day I hope your day is going fantastic my day is going fantastic because I washed my car yesterday and if you have multiple children um maybe your maybe it doesn't look like my car but my car looks like a landmine went off in it almost every day we can wash it and then two hours later I don't even know where the stuff comes from. It's almost as if my kids take things from the house and put things in the car. I, I Honestly, it's like they get out of school and they decide to unload everything they have in the car. So anyway, I'm feeling good today because I got a car wash yesterday and I got one of those. What is that thing called, Cassie? The little tree, the little trees. Do <laughs> You ever seen those The little trees? They're 99 cents. Yeah, Dan doesn't care. I do because it smells awesome like apple in my car. It smells like a orchard in there. And um, so I'm feeling good today. I hope you're feeling as good as having your car clean with a little tree in there that smells like apple. We're going to have a good day today. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We have some incredible guests coming up. Just interviewed an amazing uh, woman about suffering. I love her. I felt like she was my soul sister, but that, uh, that interview will be coming up. I think next week. Um, just just entering such a great season. Thank you for all of you guys who reach out to us on a regular basis. I want to say, listen, here's the deal. Um, if you, as we get to the end of the year and end of year giving is definitely a thing, um, We would love for you to donate to the um, Autumn Miles Ministries, which, of course, the show is under the bracket of. We are a five hundred five hundred one c 3 organization. And, um, you know, the show is on the air because it's listener supported, supported by y'all. OK, out there. Um, And I would just say uh, we have been able over the years um, just to reach a ton of people for the gospel of Jesus. It's amazing how we open up our inbox or email or something, and it's like that show that guest, you know, that word, that is exactly what I needed today. And it's very interesting because I'm staring at a microphone right now. Um, and, but you know, this is going to go out to thousands of people that we know God has purposed to hear this show weeks in advance. It's just amazing how, um, God, the great producer is, um, so every dollar that you give goes towards that. Reaching people with the bold truth of God's word and in raw faith. That is what we do here at the show. We are here to spiritually challenge the way people think. So when you give, that's what it goes to. You can go to autumnmiles.com. You can click one-time give or reoccurring uh, give if you want. And help us keep the show on uh, the air. Also, you can follow us along on social media um, a lot of a lot of times you guys will catch the show and then you're like, I had to know what this woman sounded like. And then you message us and tell us this is not what I thought you sounded looked like at all or, you know, whatever. It's really cute. Um, but follow us along The you know, my whole life is committed to ministry, me and my team, not just one uh, section of it, not just the show. Um, so follow us along and, and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. I have a show that I uh a topic that I myself have been encouraged by over the years um this passage of scripture has been one that has um made me do a self audit of where I'm at with the faith where I'm at with the Lord um Uh, Do I have my hands open and surrendered to what he wants for my life? Um, Where am I at? And I want to talk to you guys today about this one topic. Are you or have you settled in a place where God has told you to stay only temporarily? Have you settled in a place that God only asked you to stay temporarily? Um, I, I, the, the more ministry I do and the, and the longer that I'm in um, ministry, I realize, you know, people will, will come up to me and, and they'll say, I'm just so miserable. I'm just so, you know, my life is so mundane. My life is just so uh, boring or whatever it is. And I, I, I will ask, um, when was the last time you stepped out in faith? when was the last time you answered the call of God in your life? Because, um, from, from how I look at life, if you're constantly in tune with the Lord, answering the call of God on your life, no matter what that is, not, we are not all called to be in a full-time vocational ministry. Okay. Ministry looks like a teacher ministry can look like a, a mechanic ministry can look like a car salesman, a postman ministry can look like all sorts of different things. Um, but a lot of times I will get this feedback. My life is just so mundane or boring. And my question is always, okay, when have you stepped out in faith? And what I find a lot of times is that people that have this problem with feeling like their, their life is sort of, um, boring or there's, there's not much to it is they have settled in a life of comfort. Rather than answering some of the calls of the Lord. Now, this is not everyone, but I know I'm speaking to some people there today. Have you settled in a place and stayed there too long? Rather than you built a house in this place rather than only pitching a tent because sometimes God will ask you to move to a place and he only wants you to stay there for a little while. And then he moves you on to something else. But what happens is when God asks us to do something, we'll settle there. We'll get comfortable there. It's really, really hard to pack up and move when you're really comfortable, especially in America. Uh, we don't want to be, um, we don't want to be uneasy. We, we want to be comfortable. Um, and my question to you today is this. Have you settled where God just wanted you to stay for a little bit? Um, this is not my text, but it's it's jogging my memory to um, how the Lord led the nation of Israel by cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. And, you know, they would not leave unless the cloud moved over the nation of Israel. They'd get up every day and they would consult the cloud um, to see, listen, is the cloud going to move today? Are we, are we moving on? Or are we We going to stay here? And the cloud was literally how they decided whether to move on or not. They did not consult how they felt. They did not consult the fact that, wow, it's going to be a really lot of work to pack up the tent and to get the, you know, cast iron skillet packed away. And the kids are in, You know, biblical camel school, or, you know, whatever it is back then, how we're going to have to pull them out. And I mean, it's just going to be so inconvenient. They didn't consult how they felt, they consulted what the cloud was telling them to do. But most people today are consulting how they feel and not what God is telling them to do. Have you settled in a place? Have you built a house in a place? where God only wanted you to build a tent and stay temporarily. Here's my text. Let's go at it. I'm going to beat this really hard. Um, it's going to be a dead horse by the time we're done. Genesis 11. I want to read Genesis 11, 31, and then we're going to go into Genesis 12. Terah took Abram. Y'all know Abraham. He's a pretty famous dude. His son and Lot the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan. And they went as far as Haran and settled there. Now, here we have Tara, uh, Abraham's dad uh he's like rounding everybody up he's rounding up lot he's rounding up Sarah, whose name was changed to sarah but wasn't Sarah yet and he's like come on guys we're gonna go from ur and um we're gonna set out to the land of canaan and then this is what they did they all got together they were like that is a very good idea let's pack up our camels and let's let's i don't know why i'm on camels today for some reason Let's pack up our camels and let's head on out. <clears throat> but they get to Heron and they settle there. They stop, they build a house. Okay. And this perfectly supports my point. I'm going to go into um, Genesis 12 here in just a second. But this perfectly uh, 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 supports my point that God clearly wanted to do more things through Abraham. But they, but they stopped right in Haran. Abraham was in Haran. He set up a life there. Abraham and Sarah set up a life in Haran. No doubt they were raising, uh, you know, their, well, they didn't have any kids. But they were raising, just, just putting together a life. You know, they had a little neighborhood, a little biblical neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. They were comfortable there. Abraham could have not listened to the Lord and he could have stayed exactly where he was in Haran. But in verse uh, Genesis 12, verse one, now the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country and from your relatives away from my relatives. What are you talking about, God? I've got a little a little ache some acreage in my grandma and my aunt and my niece and my nephew we all live in the same area. yes away from your relatives away from your rel- away from the comfort of sunday dinner now you know i know some people might email me and be like you're preaching heresy but let me tell you something i live 890 miles away from my parents do you think it is fun to raise four children with virtually no family support. No. Why am I in Dallas, Texas? Because God Almighty sent us here. Sometimes he asks you to get up and to move on. I'm looking at my assistant sitting right now. And it's she's really not. Well, she is sort of my assistant. How How far away do you live from your parents? 600, 700 miles. Would your parents want you to live in their town? She, she's from Jacksonville, Florida. Absolutely. My parents are from Indiana. We talk about it all the time, but this is my response. And honestly, my parents don't want me by them unless God wants me by them too. It's their perspective, just like it is. Listen, Mom, I would love to live right next to you, but guess what? God is not through with us yet. He has not told me to move yet. I would love for you to see Moses and Haven grow up, and Grace and Jude, and attend all their birthday parties, and attend like all of their uh, games and their football games and all this kind of stuff. But God does not told me sometimes he says it's time to move out not because I want to be mean and keep you from the connection you have with your family but because I want to do something incredible in you that is not located right next door to your family okay now that you all hate me go forth from your country from your relatives from your father's house to a land which I, will show you. I'm going to show you a land. And when you get to this land, I'm going to make you a great nation. Verse two, I will bless you, make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is what it says next. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. Now, Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. This is what it does not say. So God spoke to Abraham and said, he's going to bless him a whole bunch. And then Abraham called his small group and said, what do you think that I should do? God has just told me to move on from everything that I know, what do you think I should do? I love a small group. I think they are incredible. There is a great place for community and we all need to be in a small group. I absolutely love it. But when God speaks to you, if anyone, if anyone gives you counsel that is opposite to what God tells you uh, to do, you need to look at them and say, get thee behind me Satan. When God says it, we all need to have the position that Abram has. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. We are obsessed with consulting uh, uh, people in our life. And let me tell you, I know what the proverb says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. But when God says it, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has said it, consulting any human mind would be degrading the wisdom of the Lord on your life. When God said it, take a nod from Abraham. So Abram went. He went forth from Haran. He left this really comfortable spot where we all, um, want to be where, you know, there's probably like a fire with like, you know, a rocking chair with, um, hot chocolate and it's so comfortable, so wonderful, so warm. And he got up and he packed it. Who likes to move? Nobody likes to move. I moved a couple of times. And every time I'm like, I'm never moving again, only to move again, he packed everything up. He took his wife with him. He took Lot with him. And they all went out, not because they wanted to, I'm sure, but because God said, you've stayed here long enough. There's nothing for you in Heron. If you just wouldn't move forward, man, I'm going to blow your mind for what I'm going to do with you. They listened to the Lord rather than consulting their comfort or consulting the wisdom of any other human. They didn't put their value in what they had built in Haran. They put their value in the promise and the inheritance that God had just spoken to Abram. So we went. And we all know the story. Here you go. I mean, oh, my gosh, there's so much. I'm only in Genesis 12. I mean, Genesis is like chock full of amazing stuff. But here we have this guy who just obeyed. He didn't have a college degree. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't have any of that stuff. He just obeyed and went. And God blessed him, and we're still talking about him today. And he is the father of faith. And he chose to be uncomfortable rather than to be comfortable. Have you settled in a place where God only wanted you to be temporarily? Heron, although they settled there, only wanted them there temporarily because he saw new things in their future. I, uh, I want to take, take this a step further because I think that um, sometimes we physically settle in a place. Um, that God only wants us to be temporarily. I remember when we moved from um, Phoenix. My husband and I moved from Phoenix actually to Dallas ten years ago. It would have been so much easier to stay there. We, our best friends to this day, still live in Phoenix, um, and man, we had just created such an incredible community of believers. We were surrounded by people that just, um, we just cheered each other on. It was just like, wow, you're doing this for the Lord, man. That's absolutely amazing what you are doing for the Lord. You know, it was just, it was just a life giving community that God had, had allowed us to help build and create. And I remember thinking, man, this is what community is about. And then we moved to Dallas and because God told us to move here and I, I I, often for the first couple of years would miss that the community of Phoenix and what we had there. And now looking back 10 years later, if we never would have moved to Dallas, I certainly wouldn't be on air here. Many of the opportunities for ministry had been have been located here in Dallas. I would not have been able to adopt my children if I hadn't have moved to Dallas. There are so, there was so much that wasn't included in the command to move to Dallas. It was just a command to move to Dallas. And I remember God saying, listen, this is the next step for you. And what, what, what I'm going to do with you there is going to be great, but you have to trust me. It would have been so much easier for me to consult my comfort." And I'm so thankful that God gave Eddie and I the grace to say, nope, this is where we're going. And man, I love Dallas, Texas. Sometimes it's a physical house that we've built in a place that God only wants us to stay temporarily. But sometimes it's a mental house that we've built in a place that God only wants us to stay temporarily. Um, I could preach on this all day long. But I want to talk about these mental houses that we build. Um, hurt, for example. It is so hard to get past hurt. And you build up things in your mind when someone has hurt you. You know, you build up houses, almost fortresses, castles that are guarded. You build up um, anger in your mind because of the hurt. And God wants you to bring all of those emotions to him. He doesn't want you to build a house. He wants you to move through that in your mind. He wants you to take the word of God and he wants you to be able to deal with some of these mental things that come up against us. Some of us have been done wrong. Maybe we've been overlooked by a boss. I should have got that promotion and I didn't. They chose someone else. They chose the younger person, whatever it is. And here you have this hurt, this offense, if you will. And we tend to build up a fortress about this particular situation. Anytime anyone references this boss, oh my goodness, do we have something to say about it? You've built a house when God just wanted you to build a tent. He wanted you to move through that situation. Sometimes I dare say exes. Let me just put it out there on the airwaves. I get it. I have an ex-husband myself. And we've built these barricades towards these past relationships that are so incredibly painful. And it's almost like if anyone even tries to say something nice about someone who's harmed, it's like poking the bear. Like you better not. Oh, don't talk to Autumn about this or don't talk to Cassie about this. She will unload on you. I have to use Cassie. She's sitting here and she can't talk um, because she didn't have a microphone. (laughs) But, but exes are one of these things. We build up barricades about them. And, you know, you have so much anger built up in this barricade, in this fortress against this person. And what you need to do is you need to give it to the Lord and move past it. You've built a house where you really should have just built a tent, dealt with it and moved on. I wonder today if that's you. I feel feel the spirit of God in the studio here. Um, have you stayed too long today? Have you stayed too long? One, I believe of the pieces of evidence that you've stayed too long is that your life is just kind of mundane. You don't have any passion for the Lord. You don't have any vigor toward the Lord. You don't even really care. You've become complacent, lukewarm. You're the church of Laodicea and revelation. And you're just kind of existing kind of existing. That is a great indication that you stayed too long in a place. God said, hey, I want you to move on to this. And you told him probably politely, no, thanks. No, I'm just going to stay right here because this is where I'm comfortable. It's predictable. I like that. If that's you today, I I humbly ask you to take it before the Lord and Repent. I remember I had to do this myself. I think repentance is one of the most cleansing, precious gifts that we as the human race have before the Lord. I'm sorry, God. You told me to go and I said no. I'm sorry. Restore to me, like David said, the joy of my salvation. And he is so gracious, y'all, that he meets us right there. I've said this for years. Your no in faith will cost you more than your yes ever will. You just don't know what it's cost you. And we can get back to a place with the Lord that he redeems and restores. Trust me, I am 100% in the restoration club with you. But start with repentance. I know you were asking me to do that, God, but I didn't because I was scared because I was comfortable. I know I built a house and you told me to pitch a tent and move on and go. Today, be encouraged by our father of the faith, Abraham, and get back on track in faith with the Lord. I love you guys so much. So incredibly much. Thank you for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow. On the, Autumn Show. the Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.